0: Hey there, thank you, welcome to the Film Fan Club show guys, I'm Sam Carrico, I hope everybody had a happy new year, I know I did. Uh, This year we're trying to make the Film Fan Club a monthly show, I figured that would give me a little bit more time to make each episode as good as it can be, and half my audience is probably already used to something annoying popping up once a month. Speaking of something annoying though, you guys are not gonna believe this. Two film fans filed a class action lawsuit on January 21st because Anna de Armas was cut from the movie Yesterday. Apparently, she was featured in the trailer, so they had bought a ticket just to see her and felt shorted when she wasn't in the final cut. Look, I get being disappointed when Anna de Armas isn't in a movie, but Yesterday still had Lily James. I think that's a fair trade, guys! But what may not be a fair trade? The Eminem characters. You knew this was coming. The M&M characters received an update two weeks ago giving the green m M&M and a less feminized look. They switched out her heels for sneakers. She's wearing less makeup now. Apparently a lot of people were upset that the green M&M wasn't sexy anymore. And you know, as the saying goes, when they came for the M&M's, I said nothing. Because I did not want to fuck M&M's. But then they came for Minnie Mouse. Let's move on. Joss Whedon made the worst PR decision of his life the past month when he gave an interview to New York Magazine. I guess he wanted to clear up allegations of verbal abuse on the set of Justice League. I'm paraphrasing, but he basically told the outlet that Gal Gadot didn't understand what he meant because English isn't her first language, and that he only cut Ray Fisher's cyborg scenes because Fisher didn't deliver a good performance. Gal Gadot has since disputed these claims, saying she knew exactly what he meant, and we can now see Ray Fisher's cyborg performance in the Snyder Cut. I'd say that I hope Joss is a better showrunner than he is Liar, but if a show is created and no one watches it, does it really make a sound? After a tumultuous year behind the scenes, the Hollywood Foreign Press held the annual Golden Globe Awards on January 9th. They were trying to get away from the elitist vibe that they've garnered over the years, so they uh, didn't broadcast the ceremony, and they held it in a literal smoke filled back room. In what's funnier than any joke I could write, Nicole Kidman won Best Actress for her horribly miscast role in Being the Ricardos, and West Side Story, which wasn't even the best musical of the year, won Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Power of the Dog won Best Picture Drama, and I guess that's fine. Finally, what is considered to be the gold standard in Hollywood, the Academy Awards will release their full list of nominations tomorrow, February 8th. Of course, we'll be following the awards closely for you here at the Film Fan Club show, but first, before the awards nominations even come out, as a public courtesy, we wanted to tell you about the best movies of the year before the Academy does. We have got a great show for you lined up, guys. Our panel of experts will break down the real best pictures of 2021. Let's get right to it. Okay, let's meet our panel. Joining me now, returning friend of the show, pop culture writer for the Tulsa world, Jimmy Trammell is with me. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, how are you? It's good to see you again. And I'm doing quite well. Also, joining me is newcomer to the show, but a good friend of mine, screenwriter Leonard Schwartz, currently working on his de- directorial debut. Lenny, how are you? Not bad, Sam. How are you doing? Good to meet you, Jimmy. It's great awesome to have you guys uh, both here because, I mean, this is a pretty big topic that we've got at hand. So, Jimmy, you've kind of got first dibs on this. We're talking about the best movies of the year. I wanted to get this video out ahead of the Academy Awards so that way uh, people can watch this. You know, why even bother watching the Oscars ceremony <laughs> whenever you have our expertise here for you? So kind of, but before we get into, uh, I guess, the list per se, but uh, were there, was there anything any big trends That you noticed, Jimmy, in in 2021 in movies? Any kind of uh,
1: through lines? It was just good that that people were able to go to theaters again after not being able to do so for much of 2020. You know, in a lot of these movies, uh, you know, they're available streaming and at the theaters. So you don't know, you know, will theaters really bounce back? And I showed it uh, what the Spider Man movie showed is if you put something out there that people can't wait to see in the theater, that they'll go back to theaters. Did you spend a lot of time in the theater, or were you mostly streaming this year? I, I saw more streaming than I did in theater movies. I, I maybe saw uh, you know four or five in theaters, but most of it was streaming.
0: But like you said, the trend is in a good direction for movie theaters, and I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later in one of right. my monologues. But okay, so but now we got to get into the list, though. You got five that you saw and that you really like. So kind of start with your. St- let's start with the lower end of the spectrum. What's number five for you,
1: man? I'm, I'm going to say it's a number five is is a locally produced uh, directed film by John Swab named Ida Red. It's more of an indie film. He just his next film, Little Dixie, just got picked up to be distributed by Paramount. But John Swab makes films in Tulsa, and Ida Red is a really uh, like hardcore crime uh, action movie with uh, with really good characters, really good performances. Melissa Leo, Josh Hartnett, and some other folks. Um, There's a scene in there uh, that Promises, Promises is the song, Naked Eyes is the band, and if you see the way, if you saw Reservation, I'm so big into Reservation Dogs, if you saw Reservoir Dogs and saw the Stuck in the Middle with You song, there's a scene in Ida Red where they go Promises, Promises, and you can't, you have the same feeling, like I'll never be able to hear this song again without thinking of the movie which was the same way it is was Stuck in the Middle with You and uh, Reservoir Dogs. But I'd put that at, at number five. I'm glad that you mentioned *In Ida Red, because I yeah. really wanted to see it
0: this year, and I just didn't get the chance to. Uh, so I'd be curious, I, is it going to be available for streaming or something anytime soon?
1: I think it should be available for streaming at this point, because it's, it's been a little bit since it's been out. I think you can find it now, but I'm not for sure. And like you uh, said, Little Dixie wrapped filming this year, and it's been picked right? up by Paramount. Yeah, big deal for John Schwab. Congratulations to him, Tulsa filmmaker. Uh, I have a knack for not seeing the Oscar movies. I don't think I've seen an Oscar winner in like 30 years. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I have a streak going. I used to be a Heisman Trophy voter. I had the same streak going, and I never I never picked the Heisman winner. So it, it's just my gift in life, I guess. But uh, I saw two of the, of the Oscar-nominated films last year, uh, Minari and uh, Judas and the Black Messiah really strong performances in, in Judas, the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. and really like Minari in the fact that I have some bias there. The part of the movie was filmed in Rose, Oklahoma. It's a tiny, tiny town west of Locust Row before you get to Leeds from Little Kansas. And my grandfather had a farm there, a dairy farm there. So I can't separate the bias of Rose, Oklahoma from Minari, I, but I really enjoy it. It's a good movie. Uh, I know people don't dig subtitles sometimes, but it's, it's worth the subtitles to see the movie um well it's a really important story too i think it is yeah yeah it, it's uh, one man's versions of the american dream it's not all the same for everybody but it's a really really strong story and, and autobiographical uh the gentleman who made the film
0: and now that you mention it both of those actually are really really important stories judas and the black messiah and minari judas and Black. Sure. I, I didn't get a chance to <laughs> see minari again that's why we have you here jimmy uh but uh I, judas and black messiah is on my list as well but what else do you got
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, with the Oklahoma angle again. There was a, a Western film this year called Old Henry. Phenomenal film. Yeah, it stars Tim Blake Nelson mm-hmm. uh, as uh, you know in the lead role in this Western film. And uh, Old Henry, man, he's got a secret. He's a farmer, and uh, some guys come and give him a hard time, and they find out you really don't want to mess with Old Henry because he's got something in his backstory that, that you don't want to mess around with. But I really enjoyed it. Now we got, we got to have one more to round out your five. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw uh, Spider-Man No Way Home in there. Woo! Or, but, uh, I, you know, it, it was really great how they tied in all the past, you know, Spider-Man movies in there. Uh, the, there's a nerdy part of me that wishes they would have brought in Nicholas Hammond from the Spider-Man TV series <laughs> yep. just to have one <laughs> more Spider-Man or maybe even the really uh, uh, the Spider-Man from Electric Company who never said anything with the word <laughs> balloons above his head, you know, just to get them all
2: in. I was hoping for Miles Morales myself. I was hoping for a Miles Morales one. I thought that would have been really cool, a really good introduction. They gave us a little hint. They said maybe in a little the A hint,
1: future. yeah. <laughs> 1,000% I wanted Miles Morales in there because I own a uh, ultimate Fallout number four. So for uh, personal selfish reasons, I wanted a Miles appearance there. But we'll get more Miles. There's a new animated Miles movie coming out next can't, year. Can't, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to throw a, kind of another one in there, honorable mention in that uh, – I had this weird year where I liked the movies not as good as other people. Like everybody loved this movie and I, I liked it a little less, or everybody didn't like this movie and I liked it a little more. And I, I was that way about Stillwater. It seems like Stillwater mm. was not really critically acclaimed, but I, I just I like it more than most people.
0: Yeah. I remember we had you back on the show. What was it? Probably in like September or August. You were really waving the flag of Stillwater. And, and I was really sad to see that it didn't get quite the attention that they was really shooting for but yeah. yeah uh jimmy trammell thank you so much that was a great pretty great list do you have do you want to drop out now or do you have a couple more minutes uh i can hang on for a couple more minutes okay well briefly uh is there anything in 2022 that's got you excited
1: oh man they keep moving uh i'm curious about the batman uh, me too you know, me because too. uh you know the batman films have been so hit and miss love the tim burton movie uh didn't dig much of the rest of that franchise, love the Christian Bale Batman movie. Just thought they kept getting better and better and better. I'm just curious to see what they do with this next incarnation of the of the Batman. And hopefully, half the film is not the origin story. Because at this point, I think everyone knows the origin story of Batman, mm-hmm. right?
0: Big time. And programming note, I guess we should point out that the next big episode after this one for the Film Fan Club show that we're going to be doing is going to be The Batman. We haven't quite got our guest list figured out for that, but in March, we will be doing an episode of the Film Fan Club show about The Batman. Before we move on with our best pictures, I wanted to throw in some smaller categories. Of course, the Oscars has their categories like best editing, best musical score, best original screenplay, and so on. Uh, I wanted to give my own take on these. Without further ado, The award for Best Movie Score goes to The French Dispatch, directed by Wes Anderson and Alexandre Desplat. The award for Best Soundtrack in 2021 goes to Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. I was captivated by the score, and I've constantly gone back to it, and of course revisited Baby Driver as well. We're going to talk about this movie more, but for Best Ending. The award for best ending goes to Red Rocket. You don't have to see it without spoilers. I just want to say this is something that had me on the edge of the seat. And when it ended, oh my gosh, it ended at the perfect second. I wanted to know more, but also I didn't want to know more at the same time, which is exactly what you want from an ending. A perfect story, perfectly encapsulated the award for best crowd pleaser in 2021 has to go to spider-man no way home just on sheer audience participation alone i've said it before i don't think i've clapped more in a theater than in spider-man no way home it was An experience that we go to the cinemas for. Best Crowd Pleaser, Spider-Man No Way Home. This one is not a movie, but I have to talk about it one more time as we look back on 2021. Our Film Fan Club Show Award for Best Television Series in 2021 goes to Midnight Mass. This is, uh, I think, a seven, six, seven, eight episode miniseries from Mike Flanagan that previously did, uh, he's the showrunner that previously did Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor. He did uh, Doctor Sleep. the 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 Stephen king adaptation of the sequel to the shining this is something that captivates you and scares you it's emotionally resonant but also thrilling to watch i highly recommend midnight mass and unfortunately i can't recommend this next thing our biggest disappointment in 2021 the award for biggest disappointment in 2021 for me anyways goes to Dune. Denis Villeneuve's new epic adaptation of course of the novel really was hyped up for me and being that it was only uh, part one, an adaptation of the first part of the novel I guess, it felt very disjointed and something that I just couldn't really sink my teeth into the way that I wanted to. Hopefully when his trilogy is complete I'm a little bit more satisfied. Now back to the show. Lenny, I'd love to hear if you have any honorable mentions or what did you notice about uh, uh, the direction of movies kind of this past year on a, a, a broad basis?
2: Oh, man. I, I think like Jimmy said, I think a lot of it's moving. I think, uh, you know, theaters, if the theaters can come back, what they need to do is, is actually give us content like Spider-Man, something that feels like a big event. Um, I think Affleck said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, it's going to be Marvel movies or, you know, that's going to be yeah, superhero movies. And I think that's a very interesting thing. I don't know. Uh, I think theaters have to innovate. And I think that's. I think I've seen probably more than most at the theater this this year. Uh, I thought the uh, Godzilla Kong, while it didn't make much sense, uh, was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I, mean, I really did it. Mean, I, I had fun care. with like, it like, though. Like, yeah. I mean, Who cares? I mean, I just want to see these two things fight. Who cares about anything else? Just let these two let these two beings fight. Who cares? And I and I, love, I thought I thought uh, I thought he did a great job. Um, you know, making that, that was like the first big success. Of the pandemic basically and I think that was the key to making you know some to make getting people back into theaters something you cannot see at home that is what theaters I think might actually turn into are we going to be seeing and, I, and I'm making my first film so I, I, I almost shudder to think about this but um you know I you know raising money for it's a challenge because of that is that you know are things going to be going into theaters and what can we see in theaters and that is a communal experience now, we're in a time when you cannot have a communal experience <laughs> so, as much. You can, but uh, I think you have to get people to see something that they haven't seen. I think that's what Spider-Man No Way Home did. Uh, Spider-Man is actually one of, my, one of my top five. I was going to put it in the, the list this year. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was so perfect in so many ways. Um, it, really, in, in, it really embodies what will get people back to theaters. A good story, some that's fun, some that's family-oriented, but you don't, not too family-oriented. Something actually has a good story and gives fan service. And I think that's huge. Uh, I think the next big film will actually be, uh, if not the Batman, I think will actually be this the Flash movie coming out. Um, I think the Flash movie will have that, that fan service. we will have Michael Keaton as Batman, has Ben Affleck as Batman, you know. Even though those other movies aren't his fault, this is, you know, this gives him this gives all the Batman in one movie. That's something to really be excited about and not stay home for and actually say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna risk my health to go see a movie, you know, or, <laughs> you know, or, or just, or just, you know, have the idea to get, get over that fear of saying, "Well, I could just see it at home." Seventeen days later, what's the point? You know, um, I do think that we'll see theaters maybe drop off, which is depressing to think about. But I think we'll probably see these multiplexes kind of like, you know, um, dissipate maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more. Um, but it really depends on what studios put forth and what what content is going to make us uh, come, you know, come forward. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I have. I also, you guys have been pointing out some movies that are on my list. I got Judas and the Black Messiah, number five. Spider-Man yep. No Way Home at number nine on my list, even though wow. we're only doing top fives here. Uh, but uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, you guys both put it on your list. It's on my list. Yeah. It's never in a million years going to get nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, no, no, no. But why Why is that?
2: Well, I think it's sad and it hasn't because I think the, the problem is, I think for many, many Oscar viewers, there's this both, I mean, many Oscar... Um, I think if it got nominated, I think the award show would be huge. And I think people would be excited to, to watch it actually. Oh my God, spider is gonna, you know, you know, Spider-Man got nominated. I could just picture the Oscars being really exciting. And then we can go back to Spider-Man, uh, you know, whatever that, that Broadway show is and watch, you know, people's falling from the ceiling. I think it'd be an amazing Oscar show. You know, I think we'd all watch it and the ratings would be through the roof. But I <laughs> get that cast back to do that. Uh, with Reeve Carney but I, I don't know man I uh, was it sort of into the dark I think it was yeah Didn't do that on the Oscar night. I guarantee you, ratings will it'll be, it'll be the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I, I think I think that you know I think that Hollywood has this idea that that films you know in a sense you know they have to have this important message to be an Oscar film. But I think this I think it does have an important message. I think it has everything that makes a good movie. I think it's up there I it's gonna sound terrible but I think it's, it's cinematically up there with some of the biggest ones that have won in the past years. Like you know, I mean, we, what is what is one in the past years? Let's see. Um, you know, people. Well, I'm are just really thinking about, Black Panther was nominated. I and I think and I can kind of spoil it, I guess, now because I think people have probably seen the movie. But if not, you know, drop off now. Um, I think that. Uh, hang on a second, I'll let them drop off in case I don't. They haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Uh, Andrew Garfield gives an amazing performance in that movie. Like yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. I think that. I mean, it's 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 one of the most moving one of the most moving moments I've seen in cinema history in so long, and. I think he should be nominated for that. I think he should be nominated for the uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. I think he's great in that. Uh, have, you, have you seen Tick, Tick, Boom? I have. It's his performance is really good in it. I would yeah. nominate
0: the movie, but I would nominate no, me him. Neither.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think, uh, I think the the filmmaking is very shoddy. Um, well, it's it's Lin to-
0: Well's first movie, so I'm, I'll give him a little bit of pass. I just
2: won't nominate it. Maybe in the future. But Andrew Garfield. Maybe in the future. Yeah, right. I feel like he, I feel like he has talent as a filmmaker. He could get there but it was so choppy it was just like it was like uh it was a cliff notes version of everything you know I'm like, i want to, see the emo- I to but it was i want to see the emotion of everything um if i was going to nominate uh five movies for the year i think spider-man would be on there um i think a uh, licorice pizza number actually i think that would probably be number five honestly um, okay i think it might i have licorice
0: pizza at number seven so i think really? it's, it is kind of interesting because i do think that's a front runner for, yeah. for the
2: best picture actually so why really? not, I think so too.
0: why is it not your yeah. favorite
2: yeah, well, the reason I say this, I think it's a front runner, but I think that things, will, I think it's more important will things, quote unquote, more important will pull forward. I think that if it's going to win uh, in any category, it'll be between it'll be it'll be best screenplay actually. Yeah, yeah, I um, can see that. Best screenplay, I, I, and I and I think that's between that and Belfast, which I really like Belfast too. The problem with Belfast, I thought it was wonderful. I think uh, Jamie Dornan gives a great performance. Um, you know, I think the whole cast gives a great performance in that film. The problem is, is that I feel like Kenneth Branagh. Almost got there, and I feel like it was so close to getting there. It's a beautiful film, and it's beautiful and, and it's wonderfully done. Expert, expert film. He didn't quite get there, and he came so close to getting there that I felt like I was like, ah, I almost got there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like the reason why I don't think Licorice Pizza will win Best Pitcher, it doesn't sound terrible. I don't think the main performers are very strong, honestly. I, I think Cooper they were Hoffman, so good. I see, I see, I think, I think Cooper Hoffman has, has a future in there, I think he's great. I think uh, what's her name, Elena Hame or whatever her name is? Yeah, I think Elena she, Hame. I can never I I I said this I said this when I saw her, and I said, I don't think that at any point that he was actually in love with her. And it sounds like, like she was the object of his affection. And maybe I maybe I was wrong. Maybe I don't feel maybe some people would feel that way, but maybe but I felt like she wasn't, she wasn't all there for that performance all that for that so yeah the reason that
0: it's not higher up on my list is also because i just have a really hard time getting on board with the relationship not necessarily i I think the boy is not i think he's a 15 year old boy so he's like infatuated with her Yeah, right she is supposed to be in a very different part of her life. And the nuances of that, of what's going on there in her, like, yeah. it, it wasn't clearly kind of... Me too. That was private. my problem. Yeah. It's a really well-made film. It is number yeah. seven of the best movies of the year on my list. It's right. way better than a lot of other movies. It's a really right. well-made film. It's just, the, it, it, it leans so much on the main performances and the, the relationship between those two actors. And there's some weird morality stuff that the movie doesn't really... Care to go into that? I kind of wish they would have more, but also, yeah, yeah the performances are really, really pivotal there. And I think that, yeah, kind of right. like what we said with Lin Manuel direct, uh, Lin Manuel's yeah. directing style. I think th- yeah. these these two actors are going to be great in the future. Just not right. Being right.
2: There. They're not there yet, and I felt that really hurt the film very. And in, in, in some regards, the script is wonderful, though. I think I think that. I but I do believe that it. it I would say number five for me. Number okay. four, I would I would probably put. This might go either way when I say this. Uh, people might get mad, they might get really happy. I think Don't Look Up, actually, on Netflix, is my number four film. That's so interesting. It. Yeah, and so the reason I say that, it's not because I'm actually, I'm not, it's not actually because I'm saying it's for the film. I think there's a lot of great filmmaking in there. I think there's stuff that's really amateur in that film. I also think that it's a very easy film for people to say, it kind of pushes that button, but it does it in such a way that it's almost smug about itself. Oh yeah, and, big time, yeah, and, and it really is. And, and Adam McKay has made better films. Let's be honest; he really Vice
0: has. is way better. Uh well oh, the, yeah. the Big Short is miles better right. than this. That's oh, I guess why better. I was so let down by it because yeah, I was I, 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 I like the movie. I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Me too. And yep. you know, so like and he usually picks his. Before I like even the message of the film. Like I'm not pro climate change or anything. It's right, just right, it, was, it felt very hammy and and choppy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I felt the same. But, I, but the you like, like it more than
0: Licorice Pizza, though. I'm interested by that. Yeah, uh, yeah, what what, what is everybody make, else well,
2: missing? They could flip on any different day, honestly. <laughs> okay, really okay. Uh, the reason I say that, it really is interesting to watch a film peeve so many people off and get so passionate about a film that's on Netflix, fighting online, doing things. I mean, honestly, they could go back and forth. I think the script it needed some work. I think it could have been a two-hour film. could have cut out 45 minutes of that film easily. Um, and I thought, I actually thought a lot of it was, it, it, it kind of allows people almost in a very, and like I said very smug as a filmmaker. I wonder if that, I wonder what Adam McKay will do next. and I wonder how it will be received. I think it might, I think he might go the way of a Sam Fuller where all of a sudden like he releases, you know, White Dog and all of a sudden his filmmaking, you know, goes really downhill. I think it's an important film to see because to, to get in that debate, there's nothing new in it, though. There's absolutely nothing new in it. Um, yeah. So maybe four and five are kind of like back and forth kind of things. Okay. Um, yeah. I think number three for me would probably Belfast, actually. Um, I really like Belfast. I think it was – I said it didn't quite get there. Um, but there's so many great moments in that film that – I just think really worked just tremendously. Man,
0: I um, thought I thought I saw a lot of the movies that were some of the best movies, top tier movies of the year this year. But I didn't see yeah. Belfast. I didn't see a lot of what Jimmy mentioned. Uh, did you say yeah. Kenneth Branagh directed? Kenneth Branagh
2: directed. It. It's it's really wonderful. Like I think that he does this wonderful black and white photography in it. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, and I, and I think that I think that it really just has a really wonderful. Um, there's a really wonderful way about it. It really does. And it's just really like, you know, I don't think, I think the script needed that little bit of a kick to get to that next level though. I think like he was almost guarded about his childhood because it's about Kenneth Branagh's childhood. So here's my childhood. I'm going to back up a little bit, you know? Um, you know, and I felt that, um, I felt that, yeah, I think that at that point I was kind of like, all right, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I, thought, I felt like it could have been, you know, some something that is, that's better you know better and i think that it's almost a shame in some regards that it hasn't um you know yeah yeah i just uh yeah so that that would be my number three number two is a tie uh, i was gonna laugh <laughs> um what is the power of the dog uh James campion film oh i and did see yeah, that yeah there's really yeah, great west... performances in that one oh phenomenal performance i'll tell you why though it's only number two and it's tied with west side story for me
0: <laughs> so, oh my god you're okay I'll, I'll let you go on first but I have a lot to say about West Side Story.
2: me too yeah, yeah I do too and I t- I'll tell you why why neither one of them they're both great films. Spielberg you cannot top as a filmmaker just like I mean whether or not he hits the mark he knows how to make a scene work. It's so wonderful to watch a master at work. That being said though it's a beautifully made film. Uh, the the lead actor is literally destroyed the entire film yeah <laughs> for people he and can't sing been... he's not
0: yep. believable in the romance he yep. is uh also got a lot of extracurricular problems uh, with activities him, yeah yeah say. yeah so it,
2: it literally if you took him out of the equation he can dance i can give him that if you sure. took him out of the equation and the the guy who you saw the film where i did yeah
0: i saw west side story very recently
2: yeah I, the guy who played um i can't even think of the character's name now the guy who played his friend um He's a Broadway actor. I thought he was phenomenal. Uh, Max Foster, whatever his name was, or Mike Foss. Mike Foss. Okay. Um, the guy who played um, God, yeah, he, he Mike. If you look at Mike Foss, he should have been in that role because he was so in that moment and everything. And then you this guy, you know, you even got like every person in that movie so into it. Um, and then you watch it and you're like, ah ah uh, why can't this guy just everything you just take him out you put sam in there you'll be better i mean you could probably sing better than that guy No, you put, literally <laughs> well, anybody. It, my thing work.
0: about west side story okay is i'm a, a glee fan okay the show glee oh, okay. that was on fox from yeah, yeah, to 2015 it is not a good show it is not no. a good show i like it though but in, yeah. the people who are on it are talented yeah. every yeah. every west side story song that is performed on glee the gl- ver- ver- and you compare the Glee version versus this new movie's version <laughs> Glee version is better except yeah. for, except for like maybe cool but like yeah. uh something's coming the glee yeah. version is better i'm talking about right. a steven spielberg movie you know yeah, I mean, yeah yeah i shouldn't be saying the glee version is better <laughs> and so i talked about i talked about uh uh yeah the, the chemist the performances uh being not quite you know i don't believe yeah. that these two people are in love it happens so fast I, yeah. uh, steven spielberg like you said technically he's the man he, there's oh, there were shots amazing. in there. I was like, this is great. This is this is great. I just
2: wish David Spielberg had picked a different project. because. I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when they met, it, under the bleaches, I'm like, oh my god, the filmmaking is so fantastic. But they're in love so like we- two minutes later
0: and willing to die for each other after like no character development. It's just like. Right, right.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll push it to number nine. But I, I, really, <laughs> like <Yeah>. <laughs> I really liked Power sorry, of the Dog. Sorry, I
0: did, get, I did get a little worked up about West Side Story, but I thought Power of the Dog was very good.
2: Yeah, me too. I, the reason why it's not the best picture for me, though, uh, I know Pete, might probably will win win Best Picture, and it sounds doesn't sound terrible. You're like, what? I think that um the kid Cody McPhee, I can't even say his name, Manny yeah. McPhee, Skate or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Cody McPhee. <laughs> yeah, him, he's fantastic. He's unbelievable in the film. The last shot is one of the best last shots I've seen in a film in a long time. Um, the problem I had with it, though, is that and you're gonna get probably be like, whoa, I didn't think Benedict coming back does that mean. I mean, he was like kind of like an an annoyance at a certain certain point. People like, "Oh my god, he's so mean!" I'm like, "Well, I don't know about that." Man. No, I yeah, know. I would have. Uh, yeah, he was stern, but like he was stern. Yeah. I'll give him that.
1: Yeah, was, it was, I, like, I liked what,
0: what the movie was talking about in terms of sexuality and, and like your. Oh rem- yeah, there's the, the a the repressed nature of what your personality, what happens whenever you repress who you are, and things like that. And I was like, that was all very good, but yeah, um, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch could have been meaner, I guess, but it, it, it could was, have been. I, meaner. Didn't, I didn't walk away from it being that being my. It just I happened to think there were ten more movies that were better.
2: I'm probably forgetting something, but uh, you know, no, no, uh, no. no yeah, fair. I agree. I actually my number one, I have to say, and it's kind of me. Will actually end up being Spider Man, actually, and I even though I agree with a lot of them, um, the reason I have to Spider Man, it actually showed what cinema, what the direction cinema needs to go. Uh, I think it's actually a very soulful film. Like I said, I think that was, you know, I think, you know, I, I, was, I was going back. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. I'm filming. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, but I still got to talk
0: about mine. So if I mention one whenever I go through my list, you're welcome yeah, to jump in and, probably, and share this your this thoughts. There's probably
2: something else. Um, and, it, and these can kind of change day to day. I will say, don't look up spider to number four. Legorous Pizza could go into number one depending on the day. And Spider Man might go back, you know, um, depending on how I feel that day. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's generally how I feel about the film. I just think Spider Man just had it. Like, I mean, it really just showed. Um, and there were, there were parts of it that were very, um, especially in the beginning You kind of watch it. can we get to the point, can we get to the point, you know, can we just get to that moment, you know? And, but, but then the moment happens, you're like, oh my God, it's like, yeah. you just watch it and your heart, and your heart is like literally like this, like the entire, like you like a Looney Tunes character, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the last 45, and I, I don't think there's any movie when I've sat in the theater where people applauded, applauded three times since probably Avengers, uh, Infinity War or the, um, the last one, the end game. But this one, people were applauding, they were cheering at the, at, the, at the cinema. At the end, people stood up and they applauded. It was just like something that, like, wow, this is a time this came, And it gave more than anything. I think movies have a way to inspire us to do those things, you know, and we're constantly, Hollywood's constantly trying to push that agenda. Movies can inspire us. You know, I remember the first time we went to the theater and blah, blah, blah. You know, all these things. You see all these ads. You actually this was actually a movie that actually did it. And yeah. without being, like, pretentious about it. I love that. I love just the sheer awesomeness of just an idea. Just put it to, just put it together was just amazing. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I will also give an honorable mention to the fact that I saw Liquor's Pizza before it actually opened up anywhere. It was in playing, like, four theaters. And I saw it in 70 millimeter in New York. And it was Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool man. as hell. It, that's cool as hell. It was so cool, dude. As I saw it, like, oh, my God. I actually saw uh, Inherent Vice the, in New York, too. And I saw... um. I saw the master and I saw a phantom thread that way. That's way, and I saw her on the hate the late that way. Yeah. To me, that's another experience to go to the movies. And I think that's what we need to see more of, you know, like how can we get these people to, to the theater? There's ways, there's ways to do it. We have to figure out what those are, but those are my movies. I did honorable mentions would be nightmare alley. I love night. I, uh, I love nightmare alley. Believe it or not, people hated it, but I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I loved it um you know it's crazy it seems so that,
0: divisive i've heard great it's, i read a review and it's either the be, yeah. one of the best movies of the year or i read
2: another review or it's just complete bad you know i, yeah, I can never I tell yeah well I, I thought i think glamour del tour is always interesting no matter what he does um so i think that this was very much in that you know you know his uh very much in his genre um but he's very yeah he's all he's just I think the shape of water and um, Penn's Labyrinth kind of push it out. Push it out. It's like, oh, he's an Oscar. But this is a guy to mimic, guys. Come on, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, he did Hellboy, he did Hellboy and Hellboy 2 and Blade 2. Come on, you know? It's like, yeah. He did Blade 2, guys, you know? Come on, calm down, you know? It's, you know, don't, don't, uh, yeah. So I, I liked it though. though. And, and some other ones too, like performance wise, I think that uh, Will Smith will win for King Richard. I think this is going to be along those lines. Um, And I think that if I was going to pick the Oscars, what's going to happen? Again, Licorice Pizza or Belfast or Best Screenplay? probably Licorice Pizza. Um, I think that uh, Will Smith is a lock, unless Andrew Garfield sneaks up on him. And, um, you know, unless he does, I think it's the only thing that could possibly change. Uh, And I think that, um, I think those are only real locks at this point. Uh, There might be some other ones here and there, but yeah, I, I think that's what we're looking at right now but what, i want to hear yours i'm excited to hear yours i've been okay, talking for a yes. while i went ahead
0: and did a 10 list so i'll go through 10 yeah. through 6 really quickly uh number sure. 10 Zack snyder's justice league i loved Woo. what they did with the, f- the four hour cut of that movie it was exactly what i wanted it to be number nine spider-man no way home not only is it the best su- uh the, the best superhero movie of the year it's got heart to it it's got character development to it Woo. it's got a, a unique personality to it i loved all that uh number eight licorice pizza we talked about it at length it was really good has some problems that's why it's not higher on my list, but I think a lot of people will like it more than I did. Number seven, No Bad Land. I saw it in 2021. I think it was released in 2021. It won wow. the Oscar this past year, you know, at the Oscars uh, for Best Picture. Right. So uh, it's just a really good film. Number six, I wish more people would see this one. Last Night in Soho, directed by oh, Edgar. Oh, I Wright. loved it! A film. Associated? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved director Edgar Wright's style that he brought to yeah. it. I loved Matt Smith in the movie playing a completely despicable character i loved anya taylor How joy i expected to be a joy forgive the pun but like yeah. i didn't expect uh, thomas and mckenzie who was also in the power of the dog thomas yeah. and mckenzie is the lead here in last night in soho and she is just great a lot of people have criticized a lot of yeah. people have criticized the third act of this film, but the third act is kind of where I had the most fun. It just goes me completely, too. It goes completely off the rails, and I think that's kind of depends on who you are when you watch it. Right, so right, right, right. It's my sixth favorite film of the year, and kind of like you guys have been talking about, you know, going having ones that kind of could change depending on the day. It could kind of be yes. interchangeable either at six or five depending on the yeah, day. So I feel number, the
1: same way. Number
0: five is uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Again, it was at last year's oscars but i saw it in 2021 uh it was called right. sundance it was uh, unbelievable. It was a really important film uh great performances it was dumb as hell the way that the oscars nominated the both of the leads in supporting yeah. categories crazy so judas and black society very good this is where we really get into the cream of the crop for me okay number four red rocket i love really? *Red rocket have you seen it i loved it I thought it was so good. Oh my gosh. Talk about playing a good actor, playing a despicable character. The guy, the man, the lead in this movie. Worst guy I've seen probably since Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg in the social Oh, movie. I agree. But I, agree. I love oh, this the movie. movie. The way they're able to tell the story, it feels so chaotic. I was getting anxiety watching it. And like, I just watching this guy who's just pure chaos. Like, and, like it's from the director of the Florida Project, which I yep. haven't seen. But it's Unbelievable got, it makes me immediately want to go back and watch that movie. Because, yeah. And that's it's, the best uh, thing.
2: He did Tangerine as well. He's a, he's a Sean Baker, very good filmmaker. I, that's probably like number six or seven for me. I liked it. But yeah.
0: It was so. I I loved it. I think it's it's, all the all film is subjective. So I love seeing where where these movies fall on different people's lists. Right, 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 right. Everything hit just so well, whether it be the soundtrack. The style, the directorial—you know—the the, the look of everything, the way that the actors—you know—this there's a the actress who plays Strawberry was so like likable. I really enjoyed her, and it, right. it 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 has some really problematic aspects of the plot, kind of like Licorice Pizza, meaning like an older person being in a couple with a younger person. Right, but right, fil- right. The film, in my view, does a better better way kind of like the movie joker saying okay these are bad things happening you're watching bad things happen you know you're not watching a good thing happen so i just loved it thought it was so good that's number four on my list number three on my list is zola that was one of the oh, most oh i saw that yeah,
2: yeah 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 oh i
0: loved it it Love was good film the, yeah yeah, the yeah. two leads in that one are, are spectacular and yeah. the uh the, the guy it's just i i think i encourage everybody to watch the trailer it's the first one that the first movie that i've seen anyways that says based on tweets by
2: instead of, tweets. yeah 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 instead the of based on so well done yeah, yeah it yeah. was so Pretty good cool it's amazing.
0: got another has another great style to it it, it, it yeah. the way it incorporates um social media and the 21st yeah. century is a way that's not not gimmicky at all it kind yeah. of feels and it may appear dated in the i thought about like will this appear really dated in the future and i think yes I it feel, will but that's a good yeah. that part of the charm
2: i feel like i saw that in 2020 though i think for some reason i don't know why i feel like i've seen that in 2020 but yeah i remember seeing it, it i just like, saw it
0: over this past summer so i'm gonna go yeah, yeah. and i would encourage yeah, yeah. everybody to see zola it it's was really great, so, so really phenomenal film um and then number two uh number two is mass i don't know if you saw mass i saw it oh, mass is great yeah,
2: yeah, mass has uh, yeah. Got the, i just saw that a couple weeks ago yeah. yeah it's
0: got the best performances of the year i think i agree yeah, yeah. unbelievable
2: jason isaacs um Oh God! and Dowd. and Dowd, um, uh, supporting actress this year. She's amazing in it. Yeah, unbelievable. yeah,
0: It is so good. It's unbelievable. It blew my mind that one of the first movies that I saw this year was one of the best movies that I saw this year. Not right, right, the right. bad movies this year, but like yeah, it right, just right. set the bar so high. I was so impressed by Mass, and also I got to see it at Sundance, you know. So oh, notice. nice, Oh nice. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And then now, but now that we are, we're talking about the Oscars and the big, yeah. the big reason that people can come here is so that way they can see, you know, they can figure out what the best movie of the year is going right, to right. be before the oscars even air or even before the nominations are announced so right. without further ado the best movie of the year and what is a lock sure if the if the academy has any sense to them they will yeah. give the oscar for best picture to annette annette was the oh, best movie of the yeah year.
2: yeah adam driver adam
0: driver is phenomenal in that movie his his relates, talk talk about having a a musical movie with two leads yeah. where you have to yeah. buy the romance. I totally buy the romance between Me too. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Adam it Driver. was
2: so brutal to watch.
0: Oh my gosh. And it's like it feels yeah. like a like a larger than life, like Shakespearean tale. Yep. The director whose name I forget right now, but uh, Leo was, Corral, yeah. Thank you yep. so much. It was his first yep. English language film. Yep. So so it, it for being we talk about, you know, your first, you know, doing this for the first time, doing this, and yep. maybe starting off strong, but having room to improve. Oh my god, this movie was so good. It's unlike oh anything I've seen.
2: I loved every second of it. I, I agree with you. It, I sadly will say it probably won't be nominated for anything, which is a sad thing, but that's no, what the I'm saying are. it right now. I have faith. Uh, and that will
0: win Best Picture. <laughs> Hear me now, quote me later. It is the best movie of the year. Lenny Schweiss, we made it. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much, much for being the. You Thank you for having me, sir. We'll have to do it again sometime, anytime okay. you like, sir. In le- in less than two minutes, can you give us a, a brief? You know, what what can we expect? You're working on a movie. How can people support? Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. I can't tell you it's a horror film. Uh, I can tell you that it's it's a horror film, but it also has some other things to it as well. It's unlike it's a it's unlike anything else that is out there. I've looked. There's nothing else like this film. I guarantee you. Like I can once you hear the premise, I don't want to spoil the premise, but I can tell you. Um, the title of the film is called The um, The Haunted and the Hunted. That's all I can tell you. And it's on Kickstarter right now. Come find me. But, you know, we're probably getting closer to the goal. Even if we don't hit our goal, I'll find a way to make this film the way it needs to be made. I've, I've written screenplays before. I've looked. I've never seen a screenplay like this. So it should be interesting. I can tell you more after the show. But I don't want to spoil it. My producer will have my head if I do. Of course. <laughs> and we'll put a link to the Kickstarter in the
0: description thank of this you. video. Uh, thank you so much, Lenny. I hope to have you on
2: stage again. Thank you again, Sam. Have a good one. Thank you again for having me.
0: And finally, as we close the door on the best pictures of the year, it's time we admit that the
2: real winner of 2021
0: was the movie theater industry. It's been nearly two years since the world shut down, and some of you may recall our first episode of the Film Fan Club show back in 2020. When Tenet hit theaters, I was skeptical about going back to my local AMC to watch it. My response to my buddy when he texted me? Sure, I'll go see Tenet. Let's go to the drive-in. And it turned out that I wasn't the only one that was hesitant. When all was said and done, Tenet was barely able to crack $360 million worldwide. Just compare that with Nolan's previous film, Inception, which made over $800 million worldwide. You know it was a bad year at the box office when Bad Boys for Life was the highest grossing movie in the US. It got so bad that several theaters faced bankruptcy. But then something beautiful happened. In January 2021, users on Reddit started buying AMC stocks. Using the hashtag SaveAMC, they were able to give the theater chain a much-needed boost of market confidence so it could live to fight another day. As vaccines became more readily available in 2021, we saw the box office start to ramp back up. Fast and Furious broke pandemic records. Then Godzilla vs. Kong did. Then finally, Spider- man No Way Home was released in December and brought in over $1.7 billion. That's not only a pandemic record, it's now the sixth highest-grossing film in history. Well, that's it, right? Movie theaters are saved! Well, The Megatron variant notwithstanding, the one thing that still threatens the comeback is streaming. More and more studios have decided that direct-to-consumer content is the way of the future, and they think they can rob you blind in this transition. I've talked at length about Disney Plus's Premier Access scam. The idea that Black Widow was so good that you need to pay an extra $20 on top of your monthly subscription price is just insane. Netflix just announced that it's raising its prices in 2022, because what are you going to do about it? Go be around people? So where do we go from here? Oh, I think it's a fair assessment that theater change will have to adapt as we go forward, but we as film fans need to be there for them when we can. The past couple years, AMC has emphasized its A-list membership program. I bought it myself, and I'm honestly really impressed so far. Instead of paying 20 bucks a month to stare at my TV, I have access to the best picture quality, crystal clear surround sound, and a community experience that I can't get anywhere else. If Netflix says it's worth $15 a month, surely that's worth $20? So yes, the movie theater industry has come a long way in the past two years, but there's still a long way to go. Of course, your health is the most important thing, so don't do anything you don't feel comfortable doing. But if you can, we need to keep this momentum going. I've said before that Disney and Warner Brothers, they'll be just fine if you don't check out their new monthly subscription service. Your local movie theater may not. Okay, that's our show. I've been Sam Carrico. I'd like to send a special thank you to John Lien for additional writing on these monologues, Lenny Schwartz, Jimmy Tremmel for joining me this week, and to you, our viewers. Thank you so much for checking this video out, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.